Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last Rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, Southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And, and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we're talking to Mr. Rupus Alexander, former Oklahoma All-American linebacker, Wes Sims, you all know who that is, and Mr. Keegan Renault, managing editor of Sooner Wild, Wired, powered by USA Today. Keegan's got the, mouthful. the longest title of any of my colleagues in the market. There's no question, but uh, I am thrilled to be here with you guys here at Clark Crew Barbecue, one of our favorite locations here in Oklahoma City. Uh, Clark, Travis is a good buddy of mine, and uh, he has been a big supporter of the Sam Mays podcast. So enjoy the drinks, the food, and the atmosphere here as we're on the back porch uh, enjoying ourselves. And I think this is going to be a pretty regular Tuesday thing for us as uh, football season has gotten, gotten very interesting, right? We're talking about Oklahoma Sooners football team that has lost back-to-back games for the first time in 22 years Dang. against Iowa State and Kansas Ooh. State. I thought mine was bad when we lost a home game to TCU, but this right. is, <laughs> yeah. this is horrible. And look, I love this because this is kind of what for three. This is the kind Same of the stuff that Keegan and I don't understand Absolutely. about OU football. Absolutely, it's it is the pressure that so, is put on you as a player underneath that brand that no other college football program outside of Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama, the Blue Bloods, wait, have to deal with. But since Keegan has, like, a long name, can I be, like, Rufus Alexander after watching the OU game, tackling aficionado or something like oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, tackling expert. Uh, tackling yeah. expert. I mean. Yeah. So yeah. Don't, don't dive at people's feet. <laughs> Probably yeah. uh, don't, not everybody shouldn't dive at somebody's feet. but Tackling fuel, Rufus yeah. Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, like it is, it's just different. You know, being a part of the – Oklahoma football program is just different. And it is just, honestly, to cover it also. Uh, I think if, as a media member, you learn real quick that the way the Oklahoma standard is quite a bit different than what you're dealing with at other programs in the country. It is just a different deal. You are part of something that is historically good. It's one of the perennial powerhouses in college football. But it's amazing how when you look watch these games, you know, the thing that I notice the most is just – it's like a confidence thing, right? Like, I'm sitting here trying to find a reason. And I, I know Keegan has watched this game. Keegan is new to studying football in the last year, Come but he on. knows it, right? Let's dive into the oh. shit show so, that yeah, was I mean, the Saturday's so, game. So, so, I mean, let's do it. I mean, get your, oh. your, as I watched the game, I thought to myself, they're playing excellent offensively. Rattler's throwing the ball. He seems to get all the confidence in the world, but it's just something's just missing and I honestly think it's just those dudes get freaked out the first time something negative happens and it snowballs from there. You mean like making a big pass and being like right on the goal line and not being able to punch it in? That's pretty yeah. – that's an indictment. It is. Three times. Three times. Should have just took the fourth right on the chin. So Yeah. You should have went ahead and just really embarrassed yourself and just not go for three on either, the one-inch yard line and just go ahead and try to punch it in. show us this you're is, here. This is the opening drive, not. right? The opening, opening drive. drive. Right. Yeah. This we is do some, touchdowns on open it, drives. Lincoln did this, though, in, in the Big 12 Championship game against Texas in 2018, which I don't know why that is, but it's something that he's done before. And I don't 
it doesn't make much sense, but it, whenever you go watch that first play with Jeremiah Hall, Creed Humphrey and Marquise Hayes could just get blown off the football. They like, got annihilated. Against, against Iowa State. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I know you guys can speak to that a lot more than I can about standard and pedigree and legacy and all that, but it's Iowa State. It's no more pedigree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so the, the Humphrey, I mean, th- that to me is probably the most sensitive part of this whole conversation is what's happened to Creed. He's regressed. Yeah. He and and I can't help but acknowledge last, COVID, the lack of the lack of spring. You thought he was worse last year? He's No, he's gotten worse from last year. Yeah, last he's got, year he, he wasn't great last back. year either. He took so a step he back wasn't last year. Hold on, let's give this kid some credit. Credit right. what? I'm, I'm talking about honesty. I, look, I agree with you, but Creed's start mm-hmm. was Creed Humphreys in the middle as a true freshman. Yes. Surrounded by yeah. four NFL players. Yes. Yeah. The next year, yes. he's got two of those guys, all four of those guys leave. He's the only guy left. Yes. And now he's surrounded by guys who aren't NFL players. And this is all. Yeah. And it's okay. and it's to be a center, though, and this is from experience, those guys around you not having experience takes away from your ability. It just does. Well, yeah. Okay. Right? It, it does. does, but. If he's good enough to play on Sunday and be a high draft pick like people were thinking, first, second round type of guy, he ought to be able to put anybody on their ass on any given Saturday. I agree. There's the one-on-one matchup with Creed Humphreys that's very interesting. So you go back to uh, Kansas State, the first interception that was thrown, Creed Humphreys is one-on-one with a nose guard. I he, don't understand. Not He was not one-on-one on that play. Well, Hayes left him Hayes early. Hayes were together, yeah. and Hayes left. As Hayes they, left. Late, right. Hayes took the guy and threw him in the creed and then left him, and it was like, right. oh, now I got a man. Well, even, But even but, then, I mean, to finish that block, Wes, is not hard. He right? should have put I mean, him on his hard, head. Especially when the guy jumps up. I mean, you, all you have to do is put your, your yeah. hands into his chest and bury him. He should have put, put him on in his head. In the dejunum, I believe they call it. <laughs> right. In the what? <laughs> put it in the what? The dejunum. Okay. The junum? The sternum? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say, Weatherford? No, the dejunum. What is that? It's the, a real thing. The Junum? Am yes. I saying it right? Yes. Okay. You know what For I'm talking about, know? don't you? No clue what he's talking about. What? No. I'm. Hey, this is this is offensive line talk. I don't know. Yeah, I'm clueless. I I too am all American. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, it was from a movie, The Tropics. Uh, like Tropic Thunder? No, 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 no. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about the basketball movie? Tropics. Uh, I, got through, uh, I got through about an hour of that movie before I was out. you got to me in the dejunum, so it'll make me throw up. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. So you got to hit them in the dejunum. Absolutely. They'll put them hands down. Yeah, they will put those hands down. I've never down. seen anybody heave with their hands above their head. It's football yeah. one-on-one. throw up with their hands right? above their head? Like, no. as, as an offensive lineman, we want you to jump Just up in the air. Please jump in the air, because I'm going to hit you in your gut, yeah. and then I'm going to suplex you on this football field. So the yeah. fact that he's not finishing blocks, first thing, is it injury? I, I thought that after Kansas State and then watching Iowa State, he moves just fine. So I don't know what it is, but he I, I has digressed for I sure. Don't, I don't think they have the, the stamina or the power to finish a game. And I will say that it's not because of the COVID, because everybody else seems to be out, outworking them. It's the decision of wow. what Lincoln Riley has made. This, Lincoln Riley has made the decision for those kids to come back in July and said in June, hey, the safest place to be is at home. How do you make the safest place to be at home whenever you are surrounded, you're on a campus that is empty, and you have the staff that Oklahoma has, and you have the doctors that Oklahoma has, and you said the safest place is for those kids to be at home. And I work out at Crunch, and all those kids, most of them were 
crunch. So they over there working out with regular people. And why the hell are they not in school working out with everybody else? If they can work out at a gym. Because, yeah. again, they have to go somewhere to work out. So you're telling me all that those boys school, were in this summer in Norman. All yeah, summer, they were, those they were guys back. were in Norman working out at Crunch Fitness. In other words, they paid for places for them to go and work out. Damn. Why were they not at OU? At, why were they not in June in Oklahoma? What? OSU, SEC schools, everybody else, all the powerhouses were working out in June at school. I agree with you a thousand percent. Dr. Dave Blitzer, Bitzler, whichever is the state COVID guy, which is also right. the OU medical guy. This that was they, they leaned on him and his decision in that regard. I'm not disagreeing with you. That I don't know how much weight you can pull at a university that's a research medical school whenever OSU went back in June. No, and I agree with you. I just this is the this is the guy that was director for Oklahoma and for Oklahoma athletics. I hear you. I understand. Man. Hey, look again. If I'm saying if OSU's at school, SEC Alabama's <laughs> at school, Clemson is at for school. Sure. I'm not disagreeing. All, with we talking about all the top dogs are at school, right? All the top dogs are at school working right. out. Yeah. Why the hell I'm, a, I'm like I'm Lincoln right like uh but how are we not safer with those kids here? For yeah, sure. I mean, I me how. what Lincoln's doing. I mean, he, he's trying to take care of his guys and be a player's coach, and that's great. But we're seeing, you know, the the backlash of that now. The residual effects. Okay, so Words. residual effects. I would agree with everything that everybody is saying here. Lincoln's approach to the summer, probably not the best thing for the football program. I would also say, though, Lincoln's approach to the summer, the best thing for Oklahoma football. Yeah, I mean, that one over because a lot the, of parents the way of that, recruits. Right. The what? way that it went over a ton of parents and recruits. Okay. And the way that he was a leader during the COVID discussion and as transparent as Oklahoma was, at the end of the day, does it hurt them this football season? Yes. yes. At the same time, though, what does it do for the future of the program and trusting their coach? Because you, you know who I don't trust? Who? I don't trust Jimbo Fisher. I don't trust, oh, boy, at UCLA. Uh, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Okay. I don't coach trust the coach at Iowa right now or the guy at Florida State because they want to act and crazy. Are, oh, excuse me. Are you competing with those guys or are you competing with LSU, Alabama, and Clemson? Or Georgia? Who are you competing with? So, so you're telling I mean, me to, to, I want to so, compete so the, with the Iowas? I, like, really, that's where I'm at? Or I want to compete with UCLA? It's, 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 no, well, what, I with do, what I want to do is present a program that is safe and, and player-friendly about the players. Okay. And that's the only thing Lincoln did and done where, since January. And where are you safer at? I mean, for me as a player. I, I agree back, with you. I go back to Louisiana, and I'm, in, I'm at home. I'm doing nothing. I'm working, right. trying to find a place to work out. What school is open? No school is open. You can't even go to a high school and work out. What gym is open? You can barely go to any gyms and work out. Right. So you have a facility that works for you, and it's part of the university where it's just you, and you telling me to stay at home. It's my senior year. I get what you. you. Mean? What are you doing? I understand. What are you doing for me? All my years of playing football, you have now let me down because now I have to figure out a way to work out to be ready for a put together season that you didn't give me any opportunity to maximize my potential. It's it's the pandemic. What do you want? What do you it's, mean? No one knows what to do outside of take care of the kids, take care of the program. Okay. So when my mother says the safest place for you to be in this unprecedented time where no one knows what's going to happen next and no, we're getting information month by month. Okay. So my mother's going to say, yeah, you need to stay home with me until we figure out what's happening instead of going 999 miles away your home. to Oklahoma. My home is different. My home, we'd be out at a crawfish boil. Right. So again, every kid is different. 
And then at a, you'll be at the University of Oklahoma where every kid is at home and you're around the same people all the time. Right. Oklahoma, Norman was a ghost town. Yeah, summertime, nobody was there. Nope, it, was, nobody, it was like our own bubble. Nobody's ever there. Look, I went, the to still, I went to Oklahoma State. I know Stillwater's a ghost town. Yeah. Nobody's there in the summer. Right. So, again, you're talking about safeness and being at home. Where's the most safest place? The, the thing right. that blows my mind is the fact that these guys were there in Norman and they were locked out of their own weight place. Room. Like, why didn't right. they just let them go in? Yeah. There's somebody walking around desanitizing it all the time anyway. Right. I mean, look, I, I think that's I once know, it, Sam. image is a lot of the the problem here, right? Like having I don't know who he won over, but he sure definitely didn't want to win over any top recruits. Ain't no top defensive guys saying, you know what? I'm not going to Alabama because they handled COVID this way. They still going to Alabama. I'm not going to Clemson because Dabble Sweeney said, you know what? Bringing my guys back early for is COVID. it is it naive to think that Oklahoma is competing against Alabama and Clemson for defensive players? I think it is. I mean, they're what? probably they're probably two years from that, right? They're forever away from doing for defensive players. <laughs> right now, as far as what they look like, they are forever away. Yeah. Okay. What they put right. to, what they put together against Iowa State, what they put together against K State, they are forever away. I can I think we all can agree that maybe the. Uh, protocol that Oklahoma put in place this summer did hurt them from a football perspective. It absolutely did. Okay, I yeah, think we all can fact. agree with that. Should have canceled the season. They don't do that. Good lord. They, so, I mean, it also <laughs> contests to the point where well, I talked. Yeah. I talked with you about, and as well as you probably know, you guys probably both know this. I mean, Oklahoma. Was, I know they denied it a little bit, but they were looking for a spring football season. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, that's they should have went for it, and yeah. it, that would have been nicer. I mean, if, <laughs> I mean we got what we wanted. <laughs> they, they and then we got what we didn't want. Yeah, but. absolutely. They should have jumped in the Ohio State thing. They should have jumped in full force with Ohio State, with the yeah. Pac-12, with the Big Ten, and just stayed that way. If this is the product that they were going to give, but he gave everybody a false sense of hope by saying. And he said, I can get these guys ready in what, two weeks is what he six, said? Six right. weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Gave him six weeks, and those guys were not ready. You do not. And you know, and you know from doing a summer workout, it does not take six weeks to get a summer workout and do full-fledged football as oh, well. Oh, yeah, no, that's crazy. All together. Yeah. That's crazy. no way. Right. And, and I even said, I was like, it's no way. This team going to look absolutely crazy right. whenever it comes to playing against somebody that can hit back. I mean, you it was can, from so May 1st to, to August 1st, I would say the majority of us, our bodies changed drastic crazy i mean crazy numbers you're adding 50 pounds 60 pounds per lift you know in that time i went from running a a 330 uh 800 to like a 155 or 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 a uh or a 205 three 800 like the the body changes tremendously so i would agree true freshman the interior of the offensive line and the defensive front i came in 185 front. and i that by right. the end of the summer i was 210 right right at the end I mean, of the summer as a, as a freshman coming from high school, I did the whole entire summer workout, and they monitored your eating. You had to have your breakfast Absolutely. meal. Yeah. Schmidt gave me a case of Matrix Absolutely. that I had to finish each week. The case had to be done. <laughs> and then, you know, he'd give me another case, and they would check to see, well, where's your case at? Do you have any or whatever in your dorm or whatever? And then by the end of that summer, I was 210. I remember the first time I saw him on campus – I thought he was a safety. <laughs> I was like, I was man, that was a pretty good size safety because we had Brandon Everidge, and they were pretty close to the same size at that point. But, no, he, he bulked up a little bit. I, I would say that, you know, the the, the clear 
disadvantages on the offensive and defensive line, right? Especially in the offensive line. Spring, summer, extremely important growth and development. Humphreys, the interior, those guys have suffered through this. The reality is they're what they have moving forward. And now you're looking at Beaton Bow and Riley. What about if Chris Murray becomes eligible? Transfer from UCLA. Look, it did great. He's going to play immediately, you would think, right? I think he gets plugged in at right guard. Right. Uh, that That's of the whole offensive line. That's, is, that's definitely been the biggest Is he allowed to practice and everything <laughs> yeah. with it? Is, so he's been out there with him. He just hasn't been eligible to suit up and play. Yeah, he's, okay. he's been practicing. Uh, Oklahoma's extremely excited for him to get his eligibility back. And by the time this podcast is posted, by the end of the week, I wouldn't be shocked if – He's eligible to play for Texas on Saturday. Oh, wow. Okay. Super That's big news there. I mean, I, I everything with eligibility in the NCAA and everything that's been going on, they've been having trouble from not Oklahoma side of things, but from the place that he transferred from, which doesn't, which adds up with Chip Kelly and his ego and everything. But uh, it sounds like Oklahoma is going to be able to get him back. Uh, it, if it's not by Texas, it'll be by TCU for sure. As far as, you know, I mean, you're looking at a, a, a left tackle situation that I think is also pretty interesting. As Swenson yeah. gets the start, why I, I, we, we still don't understand <laughs> it. Uh, and Keegan, I know you and I talked about this yesterday. Like, I, asked Link, I asked Lincoln today about it. Um, like, why is he starting? Like, why does he ever get back on the field? Yeah, what did it, Lincoln say? I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Here, I'm pulling up the quotes right now. Of, this is why you bring the journalist in, right? Yes. Because he's doing real work. Please uh, pull this up because I want to understand why. Because this guy has. He said we'll evaluate that position and all the other positions week to week and try to make a decision about just what we think will help us win most that week. Yeah. He must be a phenomenal practice player. Yeah, Swenson has got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be, be yeah. killing it in practice. Yeah, he has because. He's not there. He's a guard playing tackle. It like, is what it is. But again, and he's like, too stiff to really be that good of a guard because he can't get low enough to be a guard. Right. The problem I have is that Harrison didn't look better than Swinson against Iowa State. Like that's been like you want Harrison to start. I obviously think that he's going to be a phenomenal. He's player. a future for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. got a great base. He's, he's got a pup. to be out he's, there learning he, on the fly. But he's a pup though. Let him learn his mistakes right now. Yeah. Right. Taking him in and out, and he's always looking over his Just, shoulders. I, did I do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? That's what, a different type. That's a different mind, psychological thing, especially for a young guy. Yeah. Whenever you're always thinking in. about, not, did I make a mistake? Uh, why am I coming out? Am I going to play this week when you're in practice? Rufus, that's a great point. That's a great Holy, point. I mean, yeah. it's always on your mind. Wouldn't you agree that, you know, I feel like Harrison maybe didn't outplay Swinson during that time, but I feel like Harrison's basement is not near this drastic as Swinson. Oh, the floor and the ceiling is yeah, night like, and day. Like when, day. when Swinson misses, he's missing and the quarterback is dying. Yes. When Harrison screws up, <laughs> you know, they, he gets to the edge of somebody and, and Rattler might get pulled down or there might be a tackle for loss on a running back. But it just seems like when Swinson gets beat, it is beat bad. Yeah. Like, Swinson oh, doesn't full run have the Q- QB. Yeah, right. When Harrison gets beat, He's in position. His, his problem is strength and hands and leverage. Right. But he's right there in front of the guy. Mm-hmm. He's like so, his mirror is like unreal. He can stay in front of anybody. He's just got to grab the motherfucker and not let him go. <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, you got to lock him up and then be powerful after that. That's the other thing about this line that is confusing to me is all we've done for five years is watch him finish blocks. Like that was Murder like a people. thing. Get your hands locked in and bury them in the defensive backfield. Nobody is out there finishing blocks outside of the freshman 
who Harrison absolutely, when he gets somebody locked up, will try to put them on yep. their back. And it's and it's like, where did the rest of this go with the rest of these guys? Hey, look, Benny Wiley's right. He didn't get the memo about the six weeks that he can get some guys ready to go in six weeks, strength and conditioning wise. Lincoln no. Riley had a six week memo, but Benny Wiley didn't have to have that memo. No, I bet he had a lot of Instagram photos though. Oh, hey, look, hey, look. Honesty is honest. It's being real. He didn't have, and that's where you look at this OU team, and that's where they lack finishing games. It's on the strength side of things, right? I mean, when you see them suffer against LSU last year, it was on the strength side of things. When it was good on good, they couldn't move LSU back. They couldn't move them an inch, and they were in the backfield. When they it couldn't came, move Baylor an inch. Yeah. Right. So it was the same thing. So you look at it, it's like, dang, whenever they have a strength and conditioning situation, they didn't move a lot of people out of the way. They didn't push a lot of people back at all. So you come back into this year, now you have a shortened one where Lincoln Raleigh said, hey, I can get guys ready in six weeks to play play the game. And it didn't. It just didn't come. It's not coming to, to, to fruition. And these guys are struggling. They're struggling to finish blocks. They're struggling to pancake guys. You get on the one-yard line. You can't push the guy in. And then you see – you see uh, Seth McGowan as well at running back. You see him as at running back. If you're if you're gonna put a freshman in there, and I'm not knocking putting the freshman in there, but dang it, he gotta be special, right? Right yeah. now, and be special, and he is not being special because he is getting tackled one on one. He got tackled one on one by safeties. He doesn't break that tackle. He can't cut. It, this guy cannot cut whenever he's going down. When he breaks through the hole, he can't cut to make a guy move miss. And that's not good for a true freshman playing the game. He should be another year, another year later, and get a red shirt and play somebody else. You can suffer that with, with Marcus Major and and, and Pledger, and be a one-two combo punch with that instead of wasting this guy's true freshman year. Yeah, he need, he needs to he needs a body to last. Yeah, I mean he's got all the tools in his in his toolbox to be a three-down back, mm-hmm. but he's just not there yet. He he needs he. I mean, he's going to need something to run through a safety once in a while, and he's not built to, to Not built to that. do that. He's no. not built for it. How, how much, though, and I'm curious of your guys' perspective on this, how much is you lose Trey Sermon to transfer, a guy that expected to go play at Ohio State, Kennedy Brooks opts out, Ramondre Stevenson, who I think I thought was Oklahoma's best running back a year ago, regardless of the three. Smoking the weed. <laughs> he was the most he fun to watch. He, he definitely did that. But how much, from just from a, a program game plan, does that affect you? Because it's like, I don't think the Oklahoma expected Seth McGowan to have to play football this year. Yeah, nobody kinda, did. Absolutely. And, and he's been kind of thrusted into this role. And but, now he's turned into Oklahoma's feature back almost in two weeks, three weeks. I don't think you should have, really, you technically shouldn't have done that. You should have lived and died with Marcus Major. Okay. Oklahoma kid, local kid, just, hey, if he's not going to be what he's going to be, we're going to make him be and he's going to be. He and Pledger will be a one-two punch. And right. I'm going to redshirt my true freshman running back, damn the experience. He doesn't look again. He is good. He is a solid back. He's he can be and develop really good things about his game. Look, but that's not there yet. I agree with you. But the reality is, he's by far the best back, right? How? I mean, by far, by far, How? he danced around on a crucial down and lost a ton of yards. Yeah, he, he fumbled the ball in K State. He got. So who is better, Pledger? He got absolutely single-handedly tackled every time by the safety from a deep half safety came down and tackled him in the hole. McPherson had a really good game. That is like, whoa. 
You're talking about a secondary for K-State. That's their twos and threes. Right. I'm just and curious what's going on with Major. Right. Like, what, like, man, what's going on with Marcus Major? With he's, he's been on the sidelines. He just hasn't played. Like, on against Kansas State, like is, is he was just standing on the like sidelines. Like a mental deal? Like, is he not getting like, the playbook? Why is he not getting the playbook? That's, I, that's, that's, a, great, that, that's right. a great question. I, I have no idea, but he, he was on the sidelines. I need you to go and ask Lincoln Riley, why is Marcus Major not playing? He's got the body to take it. We just got to get the fire under his ass. Yeah, ask him why this kid's not playing, and I would love to know. Well, Missouri State, he struggled. Okay, Okay, Missouri State. Okay, McGowan had a awesome game against him. He did not have the greatest game against K-State. Right. No. no. I mean, for a guy like, imagine Samaje P. Ron having a safety to beat every play. Imagine I, I, Joe Mixon having that. a safety to beat every play. Right. And I've got a question to ask both you guys about that because, like, the biggest thing that I see is that Seth McGowan is running at an angle towards the sideline because the, I, I don't feel like the offensive line is getting enough of a push, especially in the zone running game. Huh? I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just curious. Like, and I could I could show you as well. I'm just like it doesn't seem like that. You know, he's running at an angle towards the sideline. The safety's coming straight downhill. How tough is that? You know, to make guys miss. And I'm just generally curious about. Hmm. It. So okay, his biggest problem is the fact that he's a, he's a jump cutter. Like he mm-hmm. likes to get in the hole and then find it. His hole is in his fucking lap. It's not two yards down the field where he gets to do that. So when he jump cuts, he's already running backwards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He ain't running lateral. He's already losing yards. So every second he isn't putting that foot in the ground and just calling it what it is. I mean, it's he'll learn that, but mm-hmm. we're living through it right now. And that's sure. Are we? Are we? Diving too deeply into a situation that is, I mean, bottom line is I've never seen a good football team with a bad offensive line, and I've never seen a bad football team with a good offensive line. And no matter who the running back is, those guys in front have got to just be better than what they I, have been. Again, yeah. again, I just I don't get it. I mean, you, we say that, but K-State game, guys were covered up, and there was only one guy to beat. You got to beat yeah. the one guy. I mean, every every coach would say you don't let one guy bring you down. Right. If yeah, you're a running back and you're going to be – if you're playing at Oklahoma and you're a running back, with all the tradition Oklahoma has at running back, one guy can't beat you down. And they covered guys up for him to have just the safety on. And Iowa State did the exact same thing to OU. For sure. And they blocked everybody up. Right. And they left Buki by himself. And they ran straight to that guy. One-on-one, you got to make that guy miss. You made him miss, we get big more yards. That's what it, that's the name of the game. The name of the game is to block up the good players and leave the least effective player unblocked, and we attack that guy. And that's where OU struggles right now because you can attack the least effective guy, and that guy's actually making plays on that guy. And that's why I'm that's where I'm saying I would like to know what's going on with Marcus Major. Why is right. that kid not playing? What like did he do something? Missouri State. Why does one kid get a little bit more leeway to figure out, figure the game out, and right. the other kid doesn't get a little bit more yeah. leeway to figure Something the game seems out? Strange. Well, Something the, seems right. The, the one positive I will say is we're talking offensive line, we're talking running back, right? But we're not talking receiver, and we're definitely not talking quarterback. And I will say this, and I truly mean this. Anybody out there that thinks that Spencer Rattler is behind Oklahoma's recent issues and losing these football games. They don't dope. Crazy. <laughs> that that dude is it, the truth. No question. He is exactly what he was advertised to be and more. I am blown away by not not only his 
mobility in the pocket, but the willingness to run and run with purpose. This is not a kid that's out there running to save his life or running to get out of bounds or just running to get the ball forward and get down to the ground. He's running with confidence. Like, he feels like he can make guys miss. This is interesting, a development as far as his overall athleticism. Great deep ball, extremely accurate, knows the game. Spencer Rattler will be the next great quarterback at Oklahoma, and I think we all can agree with that. Yeah, I think he's yeah. a year. He's a year away. He's going to have his growing pains. Everybody's going to have to suffer. I, 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 I would agree with that. You know, there was there was a couple times in the Charleston Rambo where he had the defensive pass interference on him late in the game. Like Spencer didn't need to bail out of the pocket at that point. Like, no, he needed, he could have stayed in the pocket. The timing route was there. Make the throw. No need to bail out. However. I think the biggest thing for me, and you, you talk about Baker and you talk about Kyler, you talk about Jalen, that third and 14, he could have easily just ran out of bounds and making it fourth and six. And I think yeah. a lot of people question Spencer's toughness and Spencer's mental you know, toughness and all those things. The fact that he was able to go get it to be a fourth and one opposed to a fourth and six and Oklahoma was able to go pick it up, I think that says a lot about him. Yeah, and there was a play before that where he threw it where he could have ran and got the first down mm-hmm. and he tried to throw it to make it and they had to punt on that down. But there's one of them where he could have just ran and got the first down and he trusts his arm and stuff. I mean, he's a gutsy kid. I, I love his game. He's a, he's a really good kid. But you like his decision-making to get with Charleston Rambo going down the middle of the field, that was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he could have you know, let him live to play another day. He put, he almost put it, and he put it actually in the referee's hands to make a decision on whether it was a pass interference or a holding or whatever whenever they held him at the line. But Charleston Rambo also has to fight for his quarterback also and get get it out of there. What are your thoughts on Charleston Rambo? I think he he is who he is. He's a down-the-field runner. You do not throw the ball to him on a bubble screen and ask him Agreed. to go get tough-ass yards. He's not a possession receiver. He's a home run here. Who does that? Right. And I, I'm like, my thing is I'm baffled by how sometimes how Lincoln Riley decides to use Charleston Rambo as a bubble screen guy because he's not a tough runner. I, I think we need to also acknowledge the fact that coaches know these kids and they, he's been around for a long time and they do want to absolutely pay homage to the seniors that have put in the work. Jeez. And I think that he trusts Charleston Rambo, Rambo not to fumble the ball and to, you know, to be a, a, a consistent player. The reality is he's just not nearly as explosive hey. as some of his counterparts in the same I room. I would bubble to Theo Weiss before I, I bubble to freaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I would, I would agree to that. I would. My question is, is, why isn't the starting lineup at receiver Weiss, Stoops, Mims, Stogner? I don't know. Because that, that's your best. You're, you're talking about the end of the game. And credit, Theo Howard's caught two huge catches at the end of the games in his first you know, two conference games at Oklahoma. But... My biggest thing is, like, your best wide receivers, get your best players on the field in the fourth quarter. And you, I think you guys could probably talk to me more about that, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, you've got David Aguebu. You're, you're mixing the linebackers up at the beginning of the fourth quarter. There's a third down. David Aguebu takes the wrong guy on a route. The running back slips out of the backfield, and it's a fourth. It's automatic first down. I don't – I'm curious. I I just it doesn't I make. I can't much wait sense to get in this defensive side of things. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait to get into almost, that. almost, almost. <laughs> Let's finish this offensive. So I mean, as far as I mean, right? Rambo's is a, is in the conversation, right? Where no no one's th- blown away by him and his overall athletic ability. I think yeah. we're very spoiled and used to watching Ceedee Lamb be great. Watching he's not the next guy, right? So we're watching Ma- you know Marquise Brown be great. I I mean, also, Spencer Rattler has short thrown him a bunch of times instead of putting his, putting him in the end zone where he can go and run and just go and get right. the ball. 
Spencer Rattler has hung the ball up where he's had to wait on it to get like he's outrunning Spencer Rattler's arm a few mm-hmm. times. For he sure. has. Yeah, yeah, hasn't he? Sure. Yeah. I'm telling you, he has outran outran yeah. his arm. He's got, a few the, times. he's got the speed. He got some juice now. There's no doubt in my mind. He, he's he got absolutely the speed. right. There's no doubt. He's just not a possession receiver. Yeah, he opinion. didn't. He didn't progress like like Hollywood did. Hollywood no. started off the home run guy, but his senior year, he caught everything. Yeah. Someone told me that Charleston Rambo is the Alex Ross of wide receivers at Oklahoma. Oh, oh. yes, that's Hell a yeah. great comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Ross was unbeatable if he had just a straight, straight line. line. That yeah. dude was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I also think, you know, that's that's a, the the ma- maturity of a young quarterback is knowing who to go to in what situations. Absolutely. Um, if you want a home run hit, you know you're going to go to Charleston Rambo. You look for him for the deep route right now. If you want a possession, you go to Theo Weiss. You look at Stogner for the mismatch if you're going to have it. If he's going to be on the linebacker, you know to go to him because that is a mismatch. When you right. have Stogner and you have a Theo – if you have a Stogner and a Rambo on the same side, he's going to win. He's going to take a corner and a safety with him, and that will leave Stogner on a, run, on a linebacker. That's a win for you. Right. You, okay. you look on the other side, Theo Weiss big possession wide receiver and he can win a lot of times on the smaller corners he'll get in the in there on the slants he'll take the hit and make the catch on a lot of different things so as a young quarterback it's his maturity factor of knowing who to go to in what situation and who to trust in what situation and that's what made baker mayfield that's what made Kyler murray and that's what also made jalen hurts a good a, a really good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, because they knew who to go to in certain situations and what they were doing. What about Jaden Hazelwood? He'll be back by Bedlam, from what I understand, uh, for Oklahoma State for this the year. last game of the year, basically, essentially. <laughs> and then you'll have Trudgeon Bridges back. I was I was excited to see you Hazelwood play this year. I think you medical. You medical, Jason. Why, why would you does put this him year in there? even count? I thought yeah, I said yes, it. Yes, does this year does well, count. From but an eligibility he, perspective. Oh, yeah. No, it does, not. it does not. It does no, not. It does. Yeah, yeah. So you play so them anyway. Matter. Yeah, they get a free year here. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. on the field. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. So how do they do next year like, whenever they bring other kids in? Does they, do they up the right. scholarship? Yeah, they're up in the scholarship count. Or, or the seniors that are returning or – the guys that have doesn't count as a scholarship against you. No, it doesn't. So you got right. a bunch of guys that you redshirted the hell out of. Yeah, absolutely. But the yeah. rumor is is that they're going to have to get down to eighty five within a couple years. Okay, that's fine. Well, yeah, because kids drop out. That's yeah. I mean, kids flame out. Kids get kicked off. Like that's not going to be a hard thing to do. I think I say you Going bring Schmitty back, 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 what do you yeah. mean? You didn't make your you didn't make your times, big dog. You gotta rough. come back. It's rough. Yeah. Hey, I've seen men give up full ride scholarships. I seen a guy from Memphis say, "I'm done." You yeah. can't break on the hills. That's <laughs> all hey, man just at the dunk walk pond. out on the hills. You that man said, "I'm done." Break all like that break down. If you like do not make your times, you're done. Depression. I disagree. You, you're you're gonna tell Scott Cochran that the former strength and conditioning coach at Alabama, he breaks people. Every day. Well, look, look, I'm here for it, and Wes is here for it, and so is Rupus. The reality is most kids are not. For sure. I mean, you can't bring them in anymore and treat them like you used to. Hey, you said run them off. All I'm trying to do is run them off. Yep. And I've got I, – and I think this is a great question because there's been a lot of Benny Wiley talk this week. Ooh. And I, and Has there really? Oh, a lot of Benny, Benny Wiley talk this week. We're tired. And we don't lose the fourth quarter. And I'm, I'm just genuinely curious because I asked you guys earlier before we came on, 
Oklahoma really from 2011 to 2017 under Jerry Schmidt, and I know you brought up the offensive line. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like they were a physical football team either during that period of time. I like, mean, hell, they went out and pretty much whooped on a – we sat there and watched mm-hmm. them whoop on a Georgia team that was absolutely like that, def- that defense didn't, though. That defense didn't, didn't, but, I mean, they were pretty much schematically inept. So, right. I mean, whatever yeah. that is. For I sure. Mean, they, they, no, I mean, it was terrible. But He's right. Offensive yeah. line-wise, sure. sure. I mean, they absolutely took Georgia and punched them in the mouth. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I've whatever never, they wanted. I've never watched an Oklahoma football team and thought to myself that they were uh, lacking in the power discussion, and they 100% are uh, right now. Yeah. You know, And I, once again, on both flipped. sides. On both sides. We have to acknowledge COVID. We just do here. And I get it. Iowa State's gone through it, and Kansas State has gone through it. I get it. I'm not a – look, the Benny Wiley conversation has been interesting for years now. People are just a little bit – you know, it's new age. And it's a little bit late, man. It's, it's not – you know, it's not necessarily what people are, are looking for. And, you know, is he what Oklahoma needs? And, like, those are – I mean, Benny Wiley knows those things. Lincoln Riley knows those things. The reality is everybody in the country is going to be a little bit less than, especially on the line of scrimmage, and we can all agree to that. Lincoln Riley – can be the nice guy, can be the cool coach, but go. he needs an asshole that is in the weight room. Yep. Crazy crazy thought here. Ready for this? Your strength and conditioning coach is the second most important coach I, in your the, roster. I agree. Without a doubt. 100%. Not even close. Right, because, the, because when your coaches aren't there, they are. Does Alabama have all the national championships without Scott Crocker as their strength no, and probably not. Coach? No, they probably don't. Probably not. Right. But he went back and got yeah. a he got a damn good one because their guys are ready and going like fast and full speed. Absolutely. They they, they They've played Missouri and who did they play this week? A&M. Texas A&M. But A&M, A&M, A&M you know what? The good. crazy thing about A&M is did they play Missouri State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But A&M though, but again, A&M game, they missed a lot of plays that were, were there for them to make. Right. Like for Mon, sure. Mon hit some guys in the hands and they just just dropping the balls. Ball. Yeah. So, but you look at Alabama though, man. You look at the other SEC schools. They looked apart. Oklahoma at the Missouri State, everybody was hooping and hollering, and I said, pump your brakes. Until you can find somebody that punches back, and then you will know who we are. Right. Then we can say, all right, that this, is, then we, yeah. we've made it. But when K-State punched back and they figured out what was going on with Grinch, right. it was on like Donkey Kong. That is the biggest indictment with losing games to Iowa State and Kansas State. It's the, you got your ass kicked by a bunch of farm kids, right? Yep. Like those kids, Iowa, Kansas State's attitude and personality has been the same since all three of us were in school. Hell yeah. Like, they want to line up. They're going to take the gloves off. They're going to politely ask you into your own front yard and say, hey, you know what? I, I know you want to yeah. do it this way, but I just want to bare knuckle this thing. Yeah. All right, let's just see what you got. And half of and, them were and, probably in JUCO the year before. Yeah. 100%. And you <laughs> never want to back down from that shit because you're like, I'm your Huckleberry. Hell, sure yeah, hell, hell fuck yeah, I want to fight you. Let's, let's go. Let's do this shit. And then you get into the mix of those deals and realize that half the team is wrestlers. Yeah, oh shit. And they're not messing around. Yeah, like, oh and it's shit, a different crazy. field of Kansas State football. Oklahoma looked shell-shocked in the second half. They looked shell-shocked against Iowa State in the second half. That is an indictment on their toughness. But to me, it's not the physical toughness but it's as been much that, as the mental toughness. But it's been yeah. that way since they played against they played against Alabama. Their mental toughness was their, their mental toughness card was pulled. Right. Alabama, then LSU the next year, and then now whatever they have going on this year. Georgia, they was up to the fight offensively, defensively, just schematically. They just wasn't it was inept. I mean, you can call it what you want. Right. This wasn't good. But offensively, they had one side where you had pretty much a puncher's chance where 
their offensive line could protect their the year before whenever who was it who was the true freshman Drew Samia we went and watched Drew Samia play against Oh boy, Clemson. Clemson. Yes. I thought we As lost a him true for the, freshman. Thought we, I thought psychologically. Thought yes, Rufus. I thought psychologically this man is done. He left that game. And ruined. I said in the post game, I said that boy's never going to play at OU again because they beat him to a point but, where you thought they need to get him out for his own mental health. I thought he was like in he the was shower. Destroyed. Just yes. letting the water just yes. flow on like, him because that's how bad he got. Crying, crying, crying in the just shower. Crying in the shower. Y'all yeah. remember that's him against Georgia? Y'all remember him against Georgia though? Drew Samia? He just got driven, yeah, all game in the yeah, second yeah. in at, at right guard, and then I don't know if y'all have y'all seen the. I, did you see my tweet about Samia getting two weeks ago when he started his first game against Minnesota? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, he done, no more. Oh, they took seriously. Yeah, it, he was, it was that bad. Oh, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, and Dang. so they Georgia found their weak link right. in the offensive line, uh, twenty eighteen. Against Alabama, was he a little light? He was. He was like, light. He was always light. Yeah. 290, 295. Yeah. He always had to play with a, a crazy edge to him. And who was know. that, Rufus? Who was the defensive ends that year for Clemson? Oh, it was uh, Dodd Wilkins. Was Stacy no, on that was, team? Uh, Stacy was, was in the Shaq. middle. The Christian Shaq. Shaq. It was Shaq. And the other one was I, I'm the t- Drew Samia got the. Got the second defensive end drafted in the first, first round. round. Yeah, that, that dude. As, I mean, brutalized just wore him, him out. That oh, game. you could not do anything on the right side of the offensive line. They right. they were done. The whole right. the whole entire right side was shut down, and that kid was taking Drew to me and just knocking him out of the club. I was like, I've never seen a grown. I've never seen a man brutalize another man. Until I saw that game, and he oh, absolutely yeah. brutalized me. Look, then, I was having PTSD. <laughs> and like then, my first game as a redshirt freshman, I got my ass beat by. Uh, uh, what was the kid's name that played for Missouri? Justin Smith. Oh, yeah. oh 13 man. year first round draft beat me like I stole something. Like was I was me- broke my nose, broke two ribs. I was messed <laughs> up after that game. Yeah, man. And then he, and wait, hold on. Best part of the best part of the game is in Stillwater back in the day, you used to be able to cross like you would cross each other going up the tunnels, right? Yeah. Like the away team was on the right side, our home team was on the left. So he stopped me at the gate and he told me, he said, Look, I'm I'm a Great player. He said, I'm going to get drafted in the first round. You're young. Don't take this to heart. As I'm dragging a leg. <laughs> bro, I mean, he beat me, I mean, bad. Like, wore me out that game. I mean, but there's, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm right? kidding. I'm, I'm kicking your ass. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's just nothing you can do about that. Wes, Wes, he said, I'm kicking your ass, but don't take this. <laughs> don't take it personally. That's exactly like what he it. said. Hey, yeah. but I know you're going to be hurting in the morning, but I'm really good at football. Yeah. We go so. into Iowa State and just witness another situation of just straight abuse. Right. And you like, if if I was if I was um, Buki, oh, when I went oh, down man. with my ankle injury, hold on, hold on, before I would have walked this. off the field and said, "Hey, look, coach, my ankle is bad. I can't, I can't go back in." He was looking for a lifeline, life okay, alert. Okay, hold something. on, hold on. Hit before, the we hit the, before we he hit, hit the button, this is going to be a long conversation. He should hit the button. Is there anything else about the offense that we didn't hit? Right, running back struggling. We're going to get Stevenson back. Offensive line, the interior is a complete enigma. We have no idea what's happening there. Spencer Rattler is the truth and will be the Maybe next great Oklahoma quarterback. I love Stogner, what he brings to the table. That's a big-time tight end. Will be a first-round draft pick if they yeah. continue to throw the George football. George Kittle, right? I mean, oh, for oh, sure. For sure. Hell yeah. Big, long stride. Yeah. Yeah. That's runner. what I was telling Sam during preseason. That yes. was my comp this Kid's George a freak. Kittle. Yeah. First time I saw him in the spring two years ago, I was like, that's it. They got another one right after Mark Andrews. So we're good on the offense. Switching I gears. Think, but I think offensively, they need to bring down their personnel. 
because I think it's too much switching for a young quarterback to figure out who's who all the time. I agree. Hey, that's a great out, point, Rufus. You've got to bring down the personnel to who's in the game so you can get used to certain guys and just, and, and kind of grow it I from there. Especially where the coaches are struggling, though, is because they also get that free year this year to put those guys out there. That's, well, that'd be a tough decision Lincoln to get a guy needs to some come reps out. or to try to salvage. Is, I mean, Lincoln how many need to come out and left? say, hey, guys, this is a fun year. We're just trying out everybody. And let the fans know before he gets – before everybody's out here putting for sale signs in for his, sure, his right? front yard. <laughs> is, is, 20, <laughs> is 2020 about winning right. or is 2020 about developing? How, how many so games like, are hey, this year's about the season? Got seven more games if like, you're Oklahoma. Oh, seven God. more? So we gotta we gotta <laughs> win five that, of those. And I know we're about to get into to the go defense. To a bowl game. You've got hey. Texas this week. You get a bye week, and then you go on the road to play Max Duggan, who's gonna run all over Oklahoma's defense whenever that game comes. DCU, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting for sure. Man, it's is, def- it's. Is this gonna be a four game skit? Thank you, man. It's. I don't Shout know. out to uh, the Brittany who's. Making sure Wes has a clean workspace. Yeah, oh, she's, I, she she's working him, overtime. She also gave him area. a bottle. First of all, Brittany also made us all look fantastic in the last series of photographs that we took. I asked all y'all to get dressed up or look decent because they're going to have some cameras. I have on a black OU shirt. Rupus, I'm in mourning. Rupus, Rupus wanted to act like Rupus is in mourning. He's right. in mourning. Right. I have my OU Tech shirt or my yeah. Sooner Tech shirt. Yeah. We're looking very tech. Texas Tech is right now. Yeah. Do, does Chris, how much does Chris Murray? I, I just want to ask you guys both offensive linemen because I'm generally curious, and I think a lot of people are too. How much does Chris Murray affect if he gets inserted into the lineup at right guard? How much does that help Chris they could, Humphrey? They could ask their questions, and I'll ask my questions after they ask their questions. Go ahead. Say, make your statements, and then I'll make my statement at the end of it. Uh, about the offensive line? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, it depends. I mean, has he been running with the first team in practice, or has he just been over on the scout team because they don't know if he can play? During preseason camp, he was working in and getting work. And so now they don't really – I mean, it's going to be tough. But if he can hold his ground and pass block and not get his ass driven, it's going to be an upgrade. I've got right. seven games of all 22 of him at UCLA, as well as the end zone view. I will send it to you guys. This guy, Unbelievable. What's your thoughts, Sam? I, I would say that that kid has got a ton of experience, and when you look at Marquise Hayes in particular, he's lost confidence. And I, I've said this today on my radio show, offensive linemen are not a whole lot different than running backs or cornerbacks. When you start getting beat, it gets in your head. And when you watch Hayes start to lose, if he starts the game great, great. But when he starts getting beat, like a little bit, Wes, like he gets beat just a little bit, quarterback gets hurried because of his man, he loses confidence so fast in his ability. And then it's not just missed blocks. It's false starts. It's holding penalties. He's a disaster. The like that kid's fuck. got more yardage and penalties <laughs> than I had my entire career in three games. Right. I'm dead serious. So, like, yes, it would be an upgrade just from a stability standpoint. Even if he's the same blocker, having someone in there that's not going to make the mistakes that he's doing would be an upgrade. Has he been working out? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Can he move somebody off the ball? Because yeah. that's what everybody has not been able to do for this Oklahoma offense. Let's move somebody off the ball. Did he squat a big and bench UCLA? Off the line. Maybe it's Chip Kelly. So right. maybe it's Ch- Texas Tech. Chip West. Kelly did not believe in the COVID, so he made him go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good Lord. 
All right, let's switch gears here. Talk a little OU defense. Oh, please. As, at the end of the look, we just spent oh, 47 I'm minutes. I'm on my second jack, so this is oh, going to be know. unbelievable right here. here we this go. is going to be epic. Attack. <laughs> this is, in the words of Sam, this is going to be epic. This is like the best offensive coordinator ever, Rufus. Ru- oh, for sure. Oh, jack. For sure. All right, let's uh, – Rufus, actually, I'm going to let you lead this conversation. All right, where would you – Keegan, I'm sure, has his list of questions. All right. Where, where would you – Rufus, you start. Defensively – first of all, can we all agree that the OU defense is the problem? Yes. It's can we agree to that? Bad. Because offensively, they might not be what they have been the last three years, but they're still a top 25 offense. They're the yes. number four offense analytically in college football. Right. Whoa. Right. So the Whoa. defense clearly is the issue. Except the, the fourth issue. quarter. So where do you, except in the fourth, the fourth quarter plays bad. So it might Rufus, be the number one if you just count means, the first three quarters. Yeah, is it, yeah. Play calling wise, I think doesn't we'll get him set up in the right situation. But anyway, let's go. So tell me, Rufus, where do you want to where do you want to start defensively with the Sooners? I think defensively, watching them play against Iowa State. Iowa State did basic, basic football stuff. You're talking about zone read type stuff. Zone read, simple power, zone blocking. Yeah, power simple, stuff. Zone blocking. Right. And they could not stand up toe to toe and get somebody downhill into the backfield to play against simple as offenses. What yeah. that tells you is they like the skill up front or they are doing too much that confuses guys. And then they don't have the wherewithal to understand that Iowa State knows when you're in man to man. And I'm going to take my big guy and put it on your short guy, and I'm going to run down the field and throw it up to my big guy on your short guy. And you don't adjust at all. Right. So, one, it's play calling, not getting guys into the right situation. And then it's on the defensive line where you has have physically told every team that you play against, we are going to try to gimmickly beat you right. every game by slanting and moving on the – if I hear another linebacker say move to a lineman, I hear that in Little League. Right. <laughs> I hear that in Little League. You go to Little League games and they linemen tell people to move and the defensive line shifts. shifts right. What the hell? <laughs> when did we become Little League? Go How's for it. Happen? Go for it. When, so, when did lots that of, lots so ready to when get in the happen? backfield, they can't see where the tight end is. It's the Alex Crunch experience, right? I mean that's that's what you could that's all you have to chalk it up to. You go watch him at Washington State. It's the same thing he's doing at Washington that he did at Get Washington in a State. Stance, fire off turnovers, rinse and repeat. And I, I think that there's a there is a deeper conversation about that because came to Oklahoma now they went and landed Kelvin Gilliam from Virginia, the state of Virginia, which is predominantly a very good football state, high school football state. Mm-hmm. And Sam and I have had this conversation about recruiting defensive tackle. Yeah, okay. He's one of the top right. 100 players in the country, um, or top two, top 200, I believe. So, but my 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 question Sam to my question ribs. to you, and I think both of you guys, I think everybody here can comment on this, is that what is it about guys being in position and not making plays? Who is that an indictment on? Is that on Grinch? Is that on, on the former staff? Who is that? that on? Hey, Be- so real talk though, what he's bringing up is true statement. It Oklahoma's is. got at least two. At right. least two shots at interceptions, fumbles. Like, the defense does his job a lot as far as giving those kids opportunities to make plays. And a lot of the times they just don't make plays. That's more on them than it is on Grinch, right? about With fundamental football. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Fundamentally and being comfortable in what you're doing. 
everything seems to change for a guy play by play and move by move. With Coach Venables, with Mike Stoops in the early days, before a game would start and what a team would line up in, I knew what the top five plays were going to be. And I knew the top th- – actually, I knew the top three and what we are going to call the majority of the game. And we had a confidence about us on the front line where we didn't have to move. At the end of the day, you have to return back to being Oklahoma on defense where I don't have to move my defensive line. You could know where we're at. Damn it, block us. And right now, all they're doing is moving to disguise that, hey, I don't have the guys to go toe-to-toe with you. That's what it tells me sure. as an offensive guy. If I'm – like whenever – like I said, you line Dan Cody right here, Tommy Harris right here, Dusty Dvorak right here, Jonathan Jackson on the outside, and I'm going to leave them A gap and B gap, and I'm going to leave my guys outside. And I'm going to say, well, hell, come run at me and beat me. If you single block Dusty – He's going to be in the backfield. It's going to make it easy for my linebacker to make the play. If you are going to cheat and help on Tommy Harris, Dan Cody is going to annihilate whatever quarterback you have back there. And he that tackle does not have a prayer to get back after helping and getting to a Dusty Dvorak. You don't have those guys now. Sure. And if you do have those guys, you're not allowing those guys to play and develop into those guys. Things that guys, the things that Coach Venables did, he allowed guys to develop into those guys, learn pass rush moves, learn different things and techniques and stuff to play against guys. But it also, un- like as a linebacker, you understood what was coming. This guy did this, I do this. This guy did that, I do this. This right. guy, I mean, it allows you to play super fast, free and, and clear, free. right? Free mm-hmm. and clear, mentally free and clear. There's nobody that did a zone read like Vince Young and be afraid of somebody like Vince Young running down back there doing a damn zone read. Who the, like you would say, well, damn, as a cor- as a coordinator, I am going to hold my defensive lineman up so he gives the ball every time. But damn, right. it's Jamal Charles at running back. Shit. I'm going to go ahead and let him give the ball to Jamal Charles, and I'm going to live and die by Jamal Charles getting the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. again, defensively, you understood who you were as a team, what you can do as a team, Right. And now they don't understand who they are as a team and what they can do, and they have a person that they can go after constantly over and over. And it's almost like a first down on every given down whenever you know they're going to be in man-to-man at some point in time in the game. And I can, oh, well, he's on him. He's taller. I'm going to go to him. So So what is it about Buki that has him in the lineup still? Is one of my main question. The dude is five foot nothing, a hundred. Everybody's I'm gonna, I'm gonna but go to you, but he's still you playing. <laughs> so let me keep you. Like you. you would know more than I mean. Tell the us, three kid, of us. Please. Tell us. I mean, what's the tell roster look like? God, is, tell us. Is there not a guy that can fill that role? Is well, it because you, he can you, recruit. He he was a former five star, right? Um, but my whole my whole point to this, and you saw me tweet probably this Saturday night, is who else would you put in? Like, yeah, Jer- I, I mean, everybody celebrated when they got Jer- Jeremiah Cradell. for sure. But is, is he struggling? I, is it where does he play? Like, is he a safety or is what he do a you nickel? mean? Is he? <laughs> I, I, I mean, you you're bringing a guy down. How much how, how much harder would it be to teach a guy? Hey, you go to the flats on number two. Hey, you take number two vertical. I mean, man to man are are flats. 
Are you play the curl? My my biggest thing is is how what hard is, this, is that? What is the nickel back position in Oklahoma right now? Right. Is it a, is it I, for me? It's a nickel corner as well as he's playing it's will obviously linebacker it principles. Is. It's it obviously is. right now is the position for the seven dwarfs. Yeah, oh. I was gonna say. Rufus uh, clearly emotional here, but obviously it's a little man's game right now. Hey, Keegan is straight up right though, right? I mean, you're talking about a hybrid position that does require Buki at times to play like a will linebacker, which he's not physically capable of doing. No. So clearly you would think against Texas this weekend, against the Longhorns this weekend, a team that's going to run a lot of, of just base power schemes right at Buki Hart, Radley Hiles. You can, I can't off. imagine that he's going to be a, you get a bunch of minutes, bus, right? Take hey, him off for a minute. Iowa State came out in what, two tight ends? A lot, yeah. Oh, a yeah. lot of two tight. He shouldn't be on the field. Yeah. Right. Take you him should out. have another linebacker. It's you should okay. have David Aguebu, Deshaun White. And freaking Asamoah or Mead, three linebackers, two two guys, and you play zone on the back end, and you tell them play underneath, and you play with your big safeties over them, and you play with your corners on line on damn tight ends. How do you put a small guy in there to play in the box where he's not used to playing in the box? I I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Makes no percent. sense. And now this is, comes a conversation of why did Oklahoma tell Kendall Daniels to go to, that he's not a linebacker that or that he's not a safety. The guy from Beggs, Oklahoma, six foot four, two hundred ten pounds. Brent Venables talking to him a lot about he's the next uh, Isaiah Simmons. All those things. He gone, and he's now heading. He's heading to play at Texas A and M. Right. And you, Sam heard me say this on air with him. I thought Kendall Daniels is the was the key to Oklahoma's defense. You look at what these. You talk about the defensive backs Bro. at Oklahoma. You talk about the nickel backs at Oklahoma. You talk about you watching Charlie Kolar just man just eat him up right. You talk about a six foot four, 200, 225 pound, two hundred thirty pound guy that can go and play man up with a guy that can go play in the running game. I was very disappointed to hear the fact that Oklahoma did not want this guy. Yeah, and, yeah. you can't look at a player's stats and decide what position he play, plays by his height and weight. I mean, Jesus people are Christ. different. This is this is crazy. There's athletes out there that can do some crazy shit at different sizes and heights and weights. If the guy's 6'4 and he's a hell of a safety, leave him at fucking safety. My thing is, is Beggs' head coach, this is a crazy story, by the way. So you guys, Sam knows, I was up in Red River, New Mexico for six weeks. Yeah, like a hermit. (laughs) Yeah, but actually ran into Beggs' head coach up there. Really? Yeah, got to know him really well. And he was even like, I don't understand why Oklahoma – is not wanting this guy at all. Like whether he plays safety, whether he plays linebacker, regardless, this is the best he, guy ever coached. And, and this he, guy was the former defensive coordinator at he, Jinx for a decade. Oh, I think yeah. he's at, the kid is absolutely nuts not to go to Clemson because Brett Venables will use his skill set at 210 oh, yeah. pounds for in high sure. school yeah. to play linebacker, safety, whatever he plays. Isaiah Thomas was a first round draft pick off of playing all these positions, a Buckets Award Simmons. winner. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons was a Buckets Award winner, a first-round draft pick yep. off of all the things that he can do. And this kid is going to go and play at A&M. I don't understand why. But anyway, that's on him. But for Oklahoma, <laughs> not to say I'm going to take this kid and play him at a hybrid. Right. And say, well, yeah. look, you can play safety. You can play outside. I don't really care which one you can play. If you can cover and play the number two receiver, hell yeah, you're in my, in my book, you're good. If you can blitz – and be a force in the blitzing area. 
Hell yeah, I'm all for it. I tell him whatever he wants and just I, get him on the damn field. Yes, get him here. Right. The one thing I can say before you go, Sam, the one thing I can say about Oklahoma skill player wise, DB secondary wise, they have produced some of the top players. Oh and, yeah. I mean, you got Proctor, you have Dax Hill, you have this kid right now, you have the Gentry kid at Booker T. You have all these kids that are leaving and going dudes out of play. state. Yeah, there are dudes and in not, Oklahoma. And not little schools, Ohio State. I mean, yeah, big, big Ohio yeah. State, Michigan, yeah. LSU, Alabama's coming down and looking right. at kids. And Oklahoma <laughs> is missing out on those kids, and we're going recruit all these other places. But why, whenever you have secondary guys that can play here, that right. you should have locked up and shouldn't let those people come and get? Arkansas is coming to get, I think, a uh, Hunt's kid that right. played running back. So there, there it's crazy. is, the, you know, the, the real conversation defensively. It, it kind of starts and ends with the secondary, which is what we we've hit, you know, at this point. And, and there's some real personnel issues that happen there. Alex Grinch has got a bunch of six two plus guys coming in to play corner safety. You feel like the upgrade? Did they bring him in already? I, yeah, yeah. Aren't they in? Yeah, they're why the hell they ain't playing? They got a free year. We don't have to red Sam's them. credit. COVID. Give right? me 6-2. You want me Let's to read Lincoln's spring. quote today? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, they're, hold they're on. Let me, let, me let me hear Lincoln's quote here. On, uh, uh, they, they playing Seth McGowan. They, they don't which count. is a completely different position in playing mean? corner. So? Running back is reaction. You know that more than anything. Corner is reaction. It's run and go. If you're fast, you could run and go. Well, Buki should be a corner then. That's another Can conversation. Yeah. Buki has uh, some like, contact a, tracing. He cannot. <laughs> You'll disagree with me, but I think right. Buki should be a corner. Why? He's five foot two. Because he's got great instincts. Instincts of what? Yeah. Getting burnt? He, 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 he's after, there to after, watch the guy kick his the, ass. Hey, he's look, in position to jam, watch it happen. Look, after the jam, what does he do after the jam? He's been in. He's been in position. He just, After the jam, what does he do? Either he's going to ride somebody's back, or he's going to be two, three steps behind because somebody. He's, because he's defending a guy that's six foot six. Because he's playing so football. Have you, seen, though. have you seen Eagles I mean, at Texas? Yeah. Now that, he's not that's a, a midget. Point. That's, but then, you can't play football with grownups and be a midget. I'm, all I'm going to do is take my tight end, and I'm going to just take my tight end. I opened up a can of worms. Hold on. I, I am going to take my wide receiver, we and I'm going to put him on the inside, and I'm going to take my 6'4", six, 6'5", oh. six, tight end, and I'm going to put him on the outside. Hold on. Give Keegan a chance. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's honestly a number. This is from Lincoln today. Okay. About, co- about what did our great coach say? About, what did our great leader about say? About the freshmen the, that haven't been playing. There's honestly a number of guys at a number of positions that you hoped would be able to help you by now, and I think in a normal year would be helping us by now. Mm. Some of these, some of those guys, like you said, knocked out with COVID for 10, 14, 28 days, oh. and that combined with the off season being a little different. Whose fault was that? And those, and those, I mean, he made that decision. And those guys that were here in the spring, missing all the spring ball. I oh. mean, there's just the development of those guys has been different, and so there's certainly a lot of talent there. We're pushing like crazy to get those guys ready to play. Yep, gave them June off. Hey, hey go ahead, get the COVID, and then hey. you go ahead July, bring them back. They have to take two weeks off because you have to get ready to play and focus on the season. I'm gonna get ready to come over and take your drink. I'm getting her. I'm getting ready to get her to come take your drink. Why didn't he get him here? <laughs> it's too much. You've had they could have been prepared <laughs> to play. Should have got him here in June. Too much boo. Hey, too much. I don't know if it's a Jack. I think it's too much boo. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. Come on, All right. So let's refocus here. I don't care if you if these kids are not ready. Anything would be better with a guy coming in and playing who is six two than a guy who is five four. Okay. All right. I f- look. I think we all can concur that that is not, uh, not an ideal that, situation. That it, yes, it's just not. All right. So let's let's reset. 
Mm-hmm. All right. We looked at last weekend. Disaster in the secondary. Offense struggled in the fourth quarter. It's not Rattler's fault. The upgraded running back, which you'll get one eventually. Perkins potentially back this weekend, which will be a positive for Oklahoma. I think he's back. Okay. This- so that, 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 what a joke that is, by the way. But right. that's another story for another day. Yep. So it's so why don't we just get one guy? OU Texas. I, I have okay. an answer. Give, for yeah, give me that real quick. Go. You have an answer for that? Because yeah. Perkins is the only guy. How many guys? Three guys out right now. Three suspended due to marijuana issues. Perkins is the only one that might be eligible this weekend. And it's why did he not get the good weed? Like what he happened? had the he had Reggie. Oh. <laughs> For God's sake. Oh my God. So you're Oklahoma. telling me Perkins had that Reggie. Oklahoma. So Perkins was like right at the threshold of TH, the limit, the limit oh, for yeah. THC, right? right? He's smoking that Reggie. Perkins yeah. smoking the Bridges Reggie. Bridges and Stevenson, from what I understand, were high in the not. moment. So Oklahoma thought that he. There was a contact. He didn't smoke it. Oh, and they got away with that garbage? So he had that. That was uh, what they had. Okay. Okay. That sativa or something had a crazy strand. They probably had a blue strand. I think that's called bending the rules the right way. Yeah. I mean, look, it's marijuana in Oklahoma. It's a legal medical drug. It is what it is. All right. Let's let's finale here. Give them all a card. OU Texas weekend. We've got... We've and we got, didn't even get through the whole defense. I know. Because what else about the defense we want to get into? The line is what the line is. The linebackers what the linebackers are. It's a I mean, secondary. And then there's I think you, gotta, you also have to stop rotating all the linebackers in there. You have yes. to, Like David Aguebu is playing linebacker for the first time. He is a straight-up linebacker for the first time. You'd have been better off taking John Michael Terry and putting John Michael Terry back at Mike, who played Mike for a while, right. and Speak then got to me, moved Rufus. to the outside. And leaving David Aguebu where he's at. But they're going to put him back there. But then you take him off and you put Mead in. Right. And then you take him off and you put Asamoah in. And you put, yeah. I mean, it's like. I need to figure that this, room out. What about this Who do you keep it fresh? They don't stay on the field long enough to stay fresh. What about, how, how, hold on, before, how do you stay fresh? I mean, the reason they stay fresh is because they're on the sideline. Because they give up a touchdown in like four or five plays. You don't need to switch off. He, he had to run 80 yards chasing that guy. Gotta get Offense somebody else out there. Gotta get somebody else in. What about the play more like Alex Grinch has basically has said that I want to play more, not less, so guys are fresh in the fourth quarter. Like, what do you guys think about that? Because I've I've been struggling. I mean, look, if you're Bama or Clemson or Ohio State, you have the ability to do that because yeah. your rosters are set in that way. That would be Alex Grinch is two years away from you to play the kind of football those guys that play. That would be different if your second and first team are equal. And it would also be different. If you were on the field long enough to give somebody a long drive, right. which they're not, right, which they give up the big play often, and it would be different if the offense played a hot octane tempo football. They do not, right. They actually are a good time of possession team. I agree. They work that's the what they want to the be. Field. That's what they want to be. Absolutely. I never played where the rotation at linebacker. We had a rotation at linebacker. We didn't have a rotation at secondary. We didn't right. have a ro- we, the only rotation we had was that defensive line, and that was the guys you wanted to keep fresh and running off the ball. So right. the other ones, I really don't get. Right. I've never yeah. been in a game where I got and tired that, and said, a, "Get my ass a, off the field." In the last ten years, thing. I mean, you've seen that across the board in college football that people think they're strength in numbers, right? That Rupus is describing the way that we play football 100%. I never left the field as an offensive lineman, sure. ever. In 2020, yeah. you get linemen that are rotating the games to quote-unquote keep them fresh. All it does is throw up the effing chemistry. 
in my opinion, that's all it does. Secondary members, they would stay out there until they puked. Dwayne Levels, real Dwayne Levels back at Oklahoma State back in the day. Holy crap. Dwayne used to be on the field fourth quarter, literally just turning, calling the play, puking, and then staying on the football field. Like, we didn't know what it was to be get, to get rest, and, but our best players were always out there. Even if their percentage was, if Rufus Alexander at 80% physically was better than the backups at 100%. Because Rubens' mind, as four quarters went through, made up for what his body couldn't, couldn't do. do. Right? Muscle memory. Absolutely. So so I get all those things. But the reality is that's just not the narrative in 2020 anymore. They think that the numbers are where it's at. you got to keep guys fresh. Now, on the flip side, y'all never experienced this shit because you went to OU. I know what it is to be in a game against OU or Texas in early 2000s and watch the second team offense defensive line come in and think, well, damn, these motherfuckers are just as big and just as fast. <laughs> like, I mean, you had a there was a wealth of talent on the teams that you played for. For sure. A wealth of them. Like, you weren't going to recreate give me Tommy again, and you weren't going to give me Dusty, but you're going to give me Lynn Magruder, who was but, a motherfucker. But you still in see the middle. But you see Lynn Magruder come in, and you're like, all right. Here we go. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yes. I'm going to be able to be all right. I ain't got to really kick right. step but all gonna, the way out he's there. He's going to work, though, He's right? going to work. Yeah, he's going to work. But you're like, well, my kick step can be a little bit smaller Absolutely. than having to be with dang Tommy. And, get, and just kick back like I'm a kick tackle. Back yeah. like you're a but, tackle. But there was talent there. And I think yeah. Alice Grinch is a little bit away from getting that. And it will happen for him. But I think we need to just accept that this is the way that he wants to play. All right. You figure out where you all some long-winded SOBs. You got five minutes here. All right. Looking at Texas this weekend, this is a game that you two have played in. It means more than most, right? It just does. You're talking about a situation where it's one of the top five games in college football history. You're coming into this game. You don't have a Texas team that's highly touted. Oklahoma's lost two games in a row for the first time in 22 years. What does it mean for y'all to sit down and watch this one, though? It's the same, right? It doesn't change anything for you guys. Oh, it it's still change. Texas. It doesn't change. Yeah. I'm going to sit my ass down and watch this game. And yeah. Enjoy, I mean, enjoy I'm it or hate it. I'm going to be fired up. I'm going to be motherfucking everybody wearing a brown jersey. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's going to be the same. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, are, are we going to put a product out there that's going to keep me watching in the fourth quarter? Or is it going to be over? Right. Yeah, I'll be like I'm, like I'm saying. I'll be excited in the beginning of the game, and I, it's after it starts and goes. I'm if halftime is looking we'll to be a little shaky. Halftime. We, we go. You let me know where it's at at halftime. Is it any and, different and, for you guys? Just knowing that. I mean, you're talking no state fair. You're talking, you know, a, a quiet Cotton Bowl most likely. Twenty five thousand fans. You know, Keegan and I will be down there. Essentially Maybe. by ourselves. Oh, you're not going to go? I, I don't know if. Have you gotten your credential yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got mine. Oh, yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah, okay, you're fucking yeah. out, dude. Well, never mind. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> Atmosphere is so different, yeah. man. I, I just. Yeah, that'd be. I don't know. Is it, it is going to be a great. benefit to Spencer Rattler, though, right? Yes, 100%. Huh? Yeah. Benefit for Rattler, Rattler right? Yeah. Hell no. Benefit is for on the other side. I'm going to go with the senior quarterback. Who's been there, done Who's that. Who's been there, done but that. But the difference is what Keegan's getting at is even this is going to be different for Sam Ellinger. 25,000 people in the Cotton Bowl, no state fair, quiet entrance. He's a right? senior. Yeah. But He's is a it senior. going to feel more like a scrimmage different, or is it going to feel more like a game? Is it going to slow down because he doesn't have all the extra bullshit going yeah. on? You no know? There's a ton of bullshit, dude. No bands. Yeah, look, it's going to be a game. My, my first OU Texas game, Rupert, you probably remember this. This is yeah. five years ago. I sat in the stands for this game. I couldn't help myself. I'm a football fan. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, from the very 
from the time you get in the fairgrounds to the time you get in your seat, interacting with the fans. Here comes Texas with the flag. OU fans are just MFing them, fingers up, spitting on them. Here comes Texas, or OU, Texas fans are throwing stuff at the net. I mean, it's crazy. It's a crazy atmosphere that'll be toned down 100%. So you feel like Spencer Rattler has got way less than Baker his first time and Kyler his but first time. It's the same thing and for Jaylen Ellinger, his though. First time. So how you think Ellinger well, I, re- I'm right there with reacts you. to it? I mean, it's kind of like, oh, Advantage crap. Ellinger 100%, for sure. But you feel like the kid is less likely to get overwhelmed by, by what is atmosphere. a significantly neutered atmosphere there this is in what Texas. I, this is how I feel is going to go. Texas will be able to run the ball how they want to run the ball. They have big wide receivers, and we have short corners. Right. Unless we make a change at that, the, the thing does not change for what happened last week to this week. It's tall guys against short guys. Right. Yeah. And they're going to signal out. They're going to single out the, the shortest guy and the guy that struggled in the Iowa State game. And then they're going to run the ball at, at OU, and they're going to figure out where is the guy that's supposed to be in the run game that I, can, I don't have to block, and I'll let my running back atten- uh, like account for him. That's the name of the game is adding a blocker on somebody else and covering up and leaving one guy uncovered and say, hey, run towards that guy. Do you think, though, that, like, obviously tackling was a major issue a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. Pat Fields, Buki out of the secondary. Deshaun White missed one tackle. Brian Esamoa missed a couple. Um, tackling, I guess, how do I say this? Tackling wasn't a major issue a year ago for right. Oklahoma outside of, outside of one game. And it was Iowa State, and it was Brees Hall in 2019, and then it was Brees Hall again in 2020. That was a major issue for Oklahoma. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like the tackling issue for Oklahoma is not something that persists. Now, if it does, though, Rufus, you and I can sit here and have all the drinks we can and talk about Alex Grinch and the fundamentals and all, that, all, all the other things that come with it. I'm more worried about if Texas – who's been going a lot of 10 personnel, a lot of four wide, a lot of five wide right. this year and getting into the same situations that Kansas State got them in and the same situations that Agreed. LSU got them in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just genuinely curious because, like, if Texas throws a football 50 times and goes five wide, four wide, like, I think that's a There's major a disadvantage for Oklahoma. I agree 100%. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to go four wide, and I'm going to run the quarter. I'm going to run yeah. the running back right up the middle. Against my line, against those linebackers, and say, "Hey, let's let's see if you can stop it." What What is your gut? We got to get out of here. What does your gut say about this game? Give me a score. What's your gut say? I don't know a score, but I say Oklahoma loses. Wes, I'm gonna say 35-27, and uh, I don't think it's looking good for us. I'm gonna go 42-35, Texas. That's three for Texas. I, I don't like the matchup for Oklahoma I agree. at all. I, yeah. I think that if you're if if Tom Herman and you heard me say this on Monday, Sam, if Tom Herman Tom Herman's this, Oklahoma will win this game. And I'm saying if Tom Herman thinks Let him that overthink it. if Tom Herman Let thinks that he can come boogie. into this game and thinks Tom Herman's going to beat Lincoln Riley at Tom Herman's game, it's not going to work for him because I don't think that they're going to be able to run the football that well against Oklahoma. But Whoa. if Sam Ellinger throws the football 50 times on Saturday. They will beat Oklahoma by 14 points. I, th- I think Texas wins this game. I think it's 45. I haven't really thought of a game right. prediction. 45-41. I mean, hit the over 
it's going to be a it's going to be a big score. I'll be off the game at halftime. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> I appreciate it. We're going to try to get this group together oh, as much as we can uh, throughout the football season. Um, I got to do a better job of keeping everybody on on, on track here. It is because there's just so much oh, information. Oh, this was right? great, though. Yeah, no, I love this. It's and so it's, much and it's, shit. It's so a lot much of passion, to bitch about. A lot, a lot of shit. A lot of shit to bitch about. There's no doubt. It was a shit show against Iowa State. There's it, this. This could have gone on for like five hours. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Keegan Renault, Rubens Alexander, Mr. West Sims. Thank you guys so much for joining the Sam Mays podcast. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. Absolutely. Guys. Later. The Sam Mays podcast is a production of P Squared Media. On that note, here we go. You remember no, no, no justice for real, Wes? No, I mean, they say the, the toast. The toast. Here's to you. Here's to me. Best of friends that will always be. Look, the devil went down to Georgia is one of the best songs. You know what? Agree. It can't take you anywhere. Like, why is it always got to be aggressive? Like, <laughs> I played with a guy in San Diego that had a full choreographed dance every time he heard the song. The devil goes down to Georgia. Yeah. Done. Done. For real? Yeah. Oh, this is an awesome Offensive song. lineman. We rented a limo bus, took it out to a Kenny Chesney concert, and he about beat the axles off that thing doing his damn little dance. That's what's up. Went down to twinkle Georgia toes. Offensive lineman. Hell yeah. Best oh, feet. There was no twinkling going on. No twinkling, sir. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Three count. Ready? <clears throat> In three, two, one. <laughs>